Thank you to our live in-studio band, and welcome one and welcome all. You are listening to the Young Dad Podcast. I'm your host, Jay, and with me, as always, is my dime piece of a co-host, A. Aaron. Brother, greet the people and tell us a joke today, if you would, please. What up, people? All right, this one's for you. What do you call a pig that does karate? A pork chop. Oh, our live studio audience loves you. See, they're la- they they liked it. They thought it was great. I did not. Thanks for that. Um, I guess, brother, uh, from the same mother. It's Wednesday, January eighteenth, twenty twenty three, and what a last month it's been. We have had Evan from Down Under on. We got through the holidays. We rang in the New Year, and we even had Eric the Peanut Guy on last week. Today on the show, we got overrated, underrated, finding balance, parenting struggles, and a new segment to wrap us up today. So pull up a chair or sit down in your chair, grab a snack, grab a juice box, and let's talk. New year, new you, new water bottle. The coldest water water bottles are fully in stock with new colors, new selections, and amazing options to hydrate you all year long. A 46-ounce wood-finished tumbler is absolutely beautiful. I got one of these. I love it. My kids, I got them some of their newer colors, the 18-ounce. Since they're getting older, they're getting bigger. The 12-ounce just doesn't do them for it anymore. Now we're into the 18-ounces. We got the tie-dye one. They have the brand-new blue reflections as of the beginning of the year. It is absolutely phenomenal head over to the coldest.com when you get all the goodies into your cart for amazing hydration or custom dog bowls pillows blankets whatever it is use the code ball boy 10 at checkout that's b-a-l-l-b-o-y one zero use that code at checkout again that's b-a-l-l-b-o-y one zero at checkout save yourself 10 percent and support your favorite podcast we are back thank you to our live studio audience you guys are always on point thanks for paying attention to the prompter i mean just being willing participants and cheering us on we're going to start off the show today with overrated underrated first thing here is it overrated or underrated having siblings? Underrated. Aww. Do you having mean that sibling, towards me? I do. Aww. You know, having siblings is like, you know, it's the best of both worlds because they have to be there for you no matter what, but you can also like ghost them for good like two three days and not have to worry about oh they're they're gonna be mad at me or whatever no they have the obligation to be there for you yeah they you kind of have like a built-in like maybe not best friend but friend for life and then just for all the listeners 
if they, I think we've mentioned it maybe once, maybe twice, actually on the show, just very briefly, but Aaron and I didn't grow up together. We were raised completely separate, and we didn't really have a relationship until a few years ago. And so it's definitely underrated having siblings, especially when you don't have your sibling for a good portion of your life. Yeah, and so I also choose underrated for that reason as well, because I feel like, you know, if we would have grew up together, there would have been a lot of stuff that would have been easier, I guess, to deal with growing up. So true. So, so. true. I would I would have protected my little brother. I would I would have had your back. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm but pretty, pretty sure um, I would have been doing the protecting. But yeah, you would have. I'm scrawny. <laughs> um, having siblings, I think, is also like severely underrated for when you have kids it's plural so if you have one kid and that's what you want to do awesome amazing but if you have two or more you kind of see this for your kids as well how underrated it is because a as a parent you can tell them go play with your sibling or go do that with your sibling or if you have an older kid and a younger kid and they're like three four years apart you can tell the older one Go help your sibling with that. Severely underrated. Severely underrated. Yeah, and and you know what? I'm starting to realize as my kids grow up, you know, it's it, it's just so it's beautiful to watch them grow up together, you know. And then yes. watching the older sibling, you know, take advantage of the the younger one because they're <laughs> a little smarter than them. <laughs> the best. <laughs> it's hilarious. So. Or when the younger sibling punks the older sibling. Yeah, yeah. So Jewel and I, we have uh, our kids. Uh, they're they're both daughters, and they're about the same age gap apart. So yep. we like are always relatable when it comes to like the it's stuff so our kids relatable. do. It's so funny. <laughs> it's like, and it's crazy because like both of their like we're we're similar and different in a lot of ways, but we're probably more similar than we want to admit. But you know we have different we have different dads, but then. Our kids also have different mothers, yet the stuff that all our kids get into, like comparing, you know, the older one to the older one, very similar, and they're like a year apart. The younger two, they're like less than a year apart, and they're very similar. And like the younger ones are nine months apart exactly, almost. And it's just, it's crazy. And it's, it is super fun. It's super fun seeing them grow up together and punk each other and be mean to each other and laugh together and cry together. But when they love each other, it's something special. And it's it's underrated. Because when you see it and you have one of those moments together with them, it's, it's beautiful. 100% agree. All right, so moving on to our next one. How do you rate bucket hats? Overrated uh, or underrated? We kind of talked about this last week. I don't know if we talked about it off air or on air with Eric, but bucket hats are severely underrated because a good bucket hat, man, man, I I would wear bucket hats every day because they are just amazing. Let me tell you, as a fisherman, during uh, the summer months when you're fishing, bucket hat is a necessity. Mm, mm-hmm. Well, even when I worked at Lowe's, we had those um, mission brand bucket hats where you can get them wet and they would stay wet. So they would be like cooling at the same time. Ooh, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Bucket hats are the way to go in the summer. 100%. 
and they look great when you're hanging out at the pool with the kids, they know there's a dad around with the bucket hat. Is it, so so is a bucket bucket hat a dad thing? Is that a dad thing? It has to be. It has is it to a dad be. thing? It has right. to be a dad thing. Bucket hats are just cool though. They're like a cool dad thing. Bear with us, um, our our podcast viewers. We're we're working on getting some merch and website going. <sighs> Bucket hats will be bucket on that hats, website. Yeah. Young bucket Dad hats. Pod bucket hats. <laughs> Young Dad Pod bucket hats coming to you sometime in 2023, hopefully. Um, all right, next one. Recording concerts with your iPhone camera. Overrated. Uh, hot Overrated. garbage. Can't stand hot it. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. I, I hate looking at Snapchat stories or Instagram stories or any kind of Facebook story of someone recording a live performance with their phone. iPhone or Android, it does not matter. It's hot garbage. Like Yeah, you know, I can I can understand taking a pic of you know, like first getting there, you yeah. know, the the view from your seats, you know, that's great. It's cool, dandy. Yeah. But when you're posting up the whole concert like on your phone. I feel bad for that person. <laughs> Because yeah, they just like, watched that whole concert through their phone. Yeah. No, that, that's exactly how I feel. It's like, you know, you got to enjoy the moment. You know, enjoy where you're at. Like, that kills me. Like, I get it sometimes. Like, you're trying to capture a moment. But, like, hold the phone, like, not where it's very obvious it's right in front of your face. You know, it's it's bad. It's so bad. Oh, it's cringy. It's severely overrated. Don't do it. Don't do it. Please don't do it. Be better. All right. Last so subject better. for this segment. Going to brunch. Ooh, accurately rated. Accurately rated. Mm, like a brunch. I th- no, I, I feel like yes. that's underrated. That's so no. underrated. Mm, brunch is accurately rated. Because brunch is, brunch is good. Brunch is good. It's just a late breakfast with champagne and orange juice. Have you ever been to a place that's only open for brunch hours? I have. Dude, it's so underrated. It's so good. It's good. You get the the best of both worlds. Breakfast, lunch, and bottomless mimosas, dude. Where are you going to get that? At brunch. I mean, but I feel like that's all accurately rated because that's what's expected with a good brunch. Like when you go to brunch, that's what you're expecting. You know, and if it doesn't meet that, it's going to be severely overrated. But I feel like most times you get, you check all those key boxes, you know, some good bacon, some bottomless mimosas, burger, you know, you leave just a little buzz, but you leave more sober than you came in. And it's just, it's just accurately rated, you know, brunch places, they know what they're expecting. They know what you're expecting when you walk in the door and you know what you're expecting. And usually those expectations are met, hence why it's accurately rated. But I want to go to brunch now. Yeah, I need some mimosas. I just want like a burger, like with a brunch burger, you know, with like the egg and the bacon stuff, hash browns. Mm. Like, mm. No, I'm more of a BLT fan when we go to brunch. See, there we go again. Vegetables. I can't. Mm, I'll take the bacon <laughs> and then mayo. I can't oh, do mayo. Oh, I'm sorry. A BLTA because the avocados have to be in it. So. <laughs> Gross. Which is a fruit, by the way. It's a fruit. Vegetable. It's All a right. Fruit. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about finding balance. The new year brings new opportunities to better yourself, 
to create that healthy diet you want to create, but yet some diets, they just seem so bland, they're boring, and they're not exciting. Well, what if I told you there was a seasoning, low sodium, zero MSG, no no crap, no garbage, only all natural ingredients that is delicious and packed full of flavors that comes in four different options. Yes, I'm telling you about Dano's Seasoning. Head over to danoseasoning.com or available at your local Kroger in the original and spicy. You can find the Everything Bagel and the Hot Chipotle on the website as well. Head over to danoseasoning.com. When you got all the goodies in your basket, use the code BALLBOY at checkout to save yourself some money. And to add some delicious flavor to everything you cook this year to help take your diet to the next level. Aaron, I think they were uh, cheering for our in the during the break discussion about the best two toppings for meatloaf. Do you want to let the people know what those are real quick? Oh yeah, dude. Meatloaf is best served with a uh, tomato tomato sauce, aka ketchup, and brown sugar. Absolutely delicious. If you think of anything else that goes on top of your meatloaf, like if you put barbecue sauce or anything, you can leave. Uh, that's fine. You can leave. Go make meatloaf and put ketchup and brown sugar on it, and thank us later. All right, back into the actual show now. We just wanted you guys to know that. Um, we try to spread helpful information throughout the show if we if we think of some, so you're welcome. Um, if you haven't noticed by now, our logo is made up of the yin and yang sign, which represents balance. Like I said earlier in the first segment, Aaron and I are very similar, yet we're also very different. We share half of the same blood and more of the same brain, it feels sometimes, than blood. But Aaron and I are also very different. And we find balance through each other in many ways. Aaron, let's talk about what finding balance in a few areas of life looks like for us. And we're going to start with work. Um, yeah, man. So we've touched on this quite a few times throughout our, our episodes. But, um, you know, one big thing for me, finding balance with work is, you know, not necessarily bringing my home, my, my work home with me. So I, I try and, and leave work at work, you know, the best that I can. But I feel like that's something huge. A lot of people take work home. They think about work while they're at home. So they're so stressed out. And then they have to deal with it when they go in as well. 100%. Um, you know, a big thing kind of going off already in 2023 is the whole work-life balance. Last year in 2022, you had the year of, you know, actual wage quiet quitting this year we're taking that into work-life balance which probably should have been the first thing we talked about for those other two but you know it is what it is but like you said it's so important to leave work at work even if you are a salary or a contracted employee you still have those contracted hours that you're required to work you're allowed to set boundaries you are allowed to leave some things at work because, you know, Lord permitting, you're going to be there tomorrow. And guess what? The same job and the same responsibilities are going to be there tomorrow than they were today. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, and you know, there's just so much pressure from like the the older style of work. You know, people just a hundred percent dedicating their whole life to work, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, it just sucks that there's there's some kind of tribalism, and you know, in order for you to succeed and and move up, you know, certain people expect you to dedicate your whole life to work, and it's like, you know, it if that's what you want to do, you know, and and that's what you want to focus yourself on go right ahead for it but yeah you know in in order to stay balanced and stay sane you have to be able to draw that line absolutely and you know that is a very kind of outdated way of thinking that it's definitely the generations before us probably like our parents generation it's kind of probably going to be the last but those are kind of our generations like bosses are people our parents ages and a little bit older and so they expect you to be married to a job if you want to move up you know, they don't care. They care about credentials to be able to check boxes on their ends for HR purposes, but they want to see someone who's overworking themselves, overcommitted, opposed to just a really solid performer that's consistent, that does their job, you know, has a good attitude, shows up every day, but they're going to take the person who's an overworker compared to the person who's just really consistent and just really good, you know? To where you look at that person, they're like, yeah, they're they're great at their job. Like they're they're great because they're consistent. They're here. They're helpful. They have a good attitude. All these things. They check all those other boxes that your overworker probably doesn't. Your overworker is probably a little bit more unapproachable because they're tired and no one really likes talking to them because they're hard to talk to, or you know whatever else it is. And they might not be relatable, related to because they're not. They're so focused on their work. They're hard to talk to and get to know, you know? So, you know, there's different ways there, but I would say for me, the most important thing with work is, and I tell myself this all the time, when I feel like I'm just doing like a ton, getting frustrated, like, man, I got so much to do, so much to do, so much to do. I just have to remember Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, that old saying, Rome wasn't built in a day because it wasn't. If I don't finish this, guess what? It's still going to be here tomorrow. My other priorities are done for the day. So that's where time management comes in. But Rome wasn't built in a day. What's the point of me overworking and killing myself today to where I'm unproductive tomorrow? So that's kind of my thoughts on that one. All right. How about for relationships? Ooh, I love this one. Um, So, you know, this this again, goes back to a lot of what we touched on before. And it's, you know, um, finding a way for, you know, sharing the, the, the workload of the relationship, you know, making sure it's, it's balanced evenly. But also uh, another very important thing when it comes to keeping balance is keeping things fresh. You know what I mean? You can be with somebody for like me and you and, and my significant other We've been together for close to 10 years. So, I mean, we're still pretty young. And the reason we're able to to keep things fresh and keep things going is because we we find different things and activities to do. So you you got to always be working. Yeah, very true. I agree with what a lot of you said. You know, I was married for five. We were together for almost six, and you know that's definitely something that we didn't we didn't do. There wasn't a lot of that keeping it fresh. Like we tried and. You know, it just wasn't there because the mutual support wasn't there. 
so that's that's really my my big thing when it comes to relationship is you know support each other talked about this with eric a little bit last week you know talking about that new new spouse advice that new husband advice new spouse advice where you know be supportive of each other because if you're not supportive in what they're into they're not going to be supportive of you and then you're going to want their support. They're not going to give it. They're going to want yours. You're not going to give it. And it's just a mess, but be fully supportive of your partner. You know, if they want to change jobs, be supportive of it. If they want to go back to school, be supportive. If they want to try a new hobby, be supportive, do it with them, you know, be hands-on, you know, you're, you're in a relationship and whether you're married and you have kids, you know, you're, you're all in on this person, you know, you've been with them. You want to be with them. You see yourself growing with them. If that's, you know, the choice that you guys are making together, and be all in on that person, be supportive and just really help them. So that's, that's my big thing. I feel like that's where a lot of the balance starts outside of, you know, communication. You have to find your way to communicate. And then uh, love languages, you have to at least try your best effort to speak each other's love languages and find ways to do that. If you listen back many episodes ago, we've touched on this twice. Um, I won't get too much into it, but Love language is a huge one as well. You have to try to speak each other's love languages. That one's important. Yeah, and you know, it's something also that I, I realized I forgot to say last week was, you know, it's it's commonly thought of by, you know, the previous generation that being submissive is the woman's job. You know, the woman has to be submissive or, or you know, the the spouse has to listen to the husband or, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's so outdated, man. You know, you got to be willing to be submissive at times you know exactly you gotta you gotta take the back seat sometimes you know and just let your your partner shine you know what i mean just do like you said just be that support exactly sometimes you have to be the passenger prince to her to her queen you know sometimes she's not always going to be the passenger princess and you have to be the passenger prince and yeah you have to be okay with that role there's nothing wrong with it yeah, but you know, it's like you said about you know the whole work thing. It's that's a I feel like that's an older belief. You know, that's something that we're breaking down with with our generation. No, exactly, and that's something that you know I agree one hundred percent. You know, it's not always going to be. It's not that way anymore. Both people have to be equally submissive to each other because that's how you make it work. We've learned that over time that that old way of thinking that didn't work, and now we're we're starting to break that way of thinking to where okay this isn't working let's either try to fix it the right way or move on kind of thing you know yeah so all right into the third one here kids let me find balance with your kids Mm, this is a great one um so it's my belief um that you have to let your kids make their own choices if if that makes any sense 100%. so like i i i always let my kids you know choose the things that they can control you know where do we want to eat what do we want to do mm-hmm. you know a, a lot of i find a lot of parents just like oh no we're doing this we're going to do this we're going to do that you know just being it's the same thing as with your partner or you know everything else it's you know you got to take a back seat and you know, let them, they're people too. You know, they, they have mm-hmm. their own interests. They have their own, you know, you're, you're not just the boss of them, you know? So it's, it's like, 
creating a fine balance of leading them and teaching them, but also letting them take what you've taught them and put it into practice. Exactly. I think you hit the nail right on the head there. You have to lead them. You know, that old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. You have to lead them to the water, you know, to the right way of thinking, but then they have to choose that for themselves. You know, whether that is when it comes to the faith that they're going to practice, whether that comes to the future relationships that they have, you know, you have to set the example. Let's say the example is the water. And you have to set the example and be consistent in it. Kids love consistency. And they're going to look to the parent that's consistent and they're going to look to the parent that shows up the most. And for me, you know, just like you said, you have to let them choose from themselves. They have to be involved in, you know, different decisions as they get older. You know, you start small when they're young. Do you want this or this to eat? Very, two very simple options, you know, and then that grows. Okay. Pick well, out what we have for dinner. <laughs> you know, very well. Yeah. We both have two daughters, so that yeah. that might be a little bit more on the complex side. Yeah, <laughs> deciding no, what we want to eat for the decision. Diet. Decisions are <laughs> are rough when you have daughters because there's always too many options. And I'm quoting that directly from my five year old, and that's been a quote for years. Is that there's too many options, there's too many choices. Um, I don't know if I don't know why. I think that's just a girl thing. It is what it is, but. You know, you have to help them. You have to lead them to the choice, you know, and you have to let them choose or not choose. I think that's you hit it perfectly there. All right. Last one here. Finding balance with yourself. Yeah, man. So um, my my guilty pleasure, like I've said multiple times, is uh, I like to fish. You know, I'm. I, that's my getaway from everything. You know, I don't mind taking people with me or doing it with family, but there's just something about when I'm out fishing or outdoors by myself, like just having that alone time to reflect and, you know, really ground myself again. It it helps so much, you know, I can be going through the toughest time and I just go out and, you know, while I'm fishing on the water, I'm able to just reorganize myself and and sift through my mind and and see exactly what it is I'm fighting or you know just just give a little bit of deeper thought to things exactly I love that and I feel like this topic of self I put this last for a reason and I feel it's because us as parents or when we're in a relationship we so often put ourselves bottom of the priority list which is okay, but when you're consistently doing it and you're never taking that time for yourself, that's when things start to kind of, like the milk starts to spoil, you know what I mean? Where you might lash out at work more. You might lash out at your significant other more. You might lash out at your kids more. Just the milk starts to sour and it doesn't taste as good. Yeah. And, you know, I think one thing to emphasize on is it's different for everyone, man. You know, you can you can find your peace uh, in, in something very small, you know, something very, you know, not time consuming or exactly, you know, whatever it is to you that helps, you know, do that. Yeah. Even if it's, you know, 
maybe doodling helps you and you have kids make an excuse to doodle and have them draw while you're drawing two birds one stone um like you said for you it's fishing for me it's just being creative like i have to find ways for myself to be creative throughout the week you know i have to find ways to write something or to just get a creative thought out or to do something different to do something my way that i 100% control that's 100% my work my signature on it that i'm like oh yeah i made that i created that that's my creation kind of thing so for me that's that's what it is it's just finding something to be creative with it's normally not art or drawing or anything cuz i suck at that but it's usually in the form of writing and i notice in myself like when you don't do it for a while, you know, like if you don't go fishing for a while, you kind of just have like that, that feeling like, man, something is missing. Something is wrong. Like, what is it? But then in the back of your head, you're like, oh, you haven't done anything creative lately. You haven't done anything. You haven't written anything lately. You haven't done anything for yourself. So that little, that little tick is there. It's there in all of us. You just have to find what it is and do it. You just have to do it. You have to take some self-care time. Whether you have kids, you're in a long-term committed relationship, no matter what it is, find it. Find it and do it. Communicate it with your spouse or your significant other. Say, hey, I need to do this for myself. I need 20 minutes to go do this, or I need an hour to go to the gym. Whatever it is, do it. Stop not doing it and just do it. Take care of you because you can't take care of other people if you're not taking care of yourself. I firmly believe that. All right. Any final thoughts here on finding balance? Uh, yeah. You know, as we go through these um, different aspects of, of where to find balance in these things, it, it just seems like, you know, it comes down to the same thing. And it's just more of being mindful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. More of being mindful, more of being able to listen to the the outside instead of being so worried about the inside. You know, just taking everything that comes at you, that's coming at you and and using it instead of you know dealing with it exactly embrace it you know embrace it take a positive embrace on things and i promise you change your perspective on things that you feel are negative or bogging you down change that perspective into something positive and it's going to change your life 100% yeah, and and there's a, a great quote that I seen. I, I can't remember it exactly, but it's something along the lines of, you know, you don't have to worry about winning a battle if there's never a fight. And on that so, note, on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to talk about some parenting struggles. Dude, our audience is just so freaking nice. We love them. They're fantastic. All right. So a few weeks ago, I posted in a dad's group on Facebook that I'm a part of, what are some of the most common struggles that y'all face? And I got a lot more responses than I expected. However, I wanted to highlight a few that really spoke to me and that a lot of people kept saying they had. The first one, and this is especially true with us having girls, is saying no. How do you overcome that struggle of saying no, like personally, especially having daughters? It, it's it's tough, man. 
but you know i i always keep in my mind you know you're you're helping them later on not right now you know what what you saying no right now will help them later on it'll suck right now but you know usually when i'm telling them no it's just to help discipline them or you know it's like helping them get over the i want this or i want that or you know just getting them out of short term thinking facts facts yeah no i agree with that it's to make them think make them feel like they're not so entitled to things yeah and because every kid needs to be told no but it's a little bit harder with girls because they'll get emotional with it feel like boys they will as well but they'll get over a little bit quicker so yeah they they pucker up that lip and then the eyes get big and then it gets watery you just can't say no dude sometimes it's it's hard I've gotten to the point where sometimes that'll happen. And if I know it's a no, and then kid starts to do that, I'm just like, sucks to suck, dude. <laughs> like, that's mean. It's like, savage. It's savage, but it's like, dude, you, you know the answer is no. You're going to try to get your way. I'm not going to give it to you. And it's like, then it just stomp off. It's like, whatever. Go be a yeah, fire I'm, I'm just a, a real sucker, man. My, my girls have my heartstrings in their hands. Oh, mine do too, because they both have, well, my older one has this baby blue eyes, so those are hard, especially when they get all big and water up. (laughs) And the other one's just funny because she doesn't understand it because she's two, so she hasn't really gotten it yet. But she starts, she just goes, why, why, why? And she goes, okay. And then she just goes about her business. She's just like, whatever. (laughs) I tried. Great effort. Um, the next one here, the endless concern, you know, that endless concern where you're always feeling like you're, well, not that, but the endless concern for your kids. Are they okay? Are they safe? You know, are they doing okay at school? Just that constant concern. Like, what do you do with that concern? Well, it's, it's a part of being a parent, man. I mean, you... I've heard it so many times that, you know, parenting is not an 18-year deal or a 21-year deal. It's a lifetime deal. You know, it's it's something that stays with you forever. You know, you're always going to have that in the back of your mind. Huh, I wonder how my daughter's doing. Huh, I wonder how my son's doing. Oh, 100%. You know, especially when my daughters, you know, if they do get partnered and down the road and move out, move in with partners, you know, are they always gonna worry like are they in a healthy relationship are they okay are they eating are their bills paid are they you know doing okay at work you know hopefully i know the answer to those questions because i have maintained a relationship with them and built a strong enough relationship where you know i hear from them and i hear about those things consistently and on a regular basis you know yeah and you know i think this this subject um counters perfectly the the mindset that we talked about the other the other days um you know while your your children are young what you're doing is you're giving them the tools you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you're you're giving them all the tools that they're going to need for life and when it's time for them to leave the nest you know you kind of although yes there is that concern you kind of gotta just let them leave the coop you know what i mean let them use those tools that you've you've given them yeah, let them open up that toolbox and get to building, yeah. figuring it out, remembering how to use them. But yeah, no, it's exactly, it starts now. It starts when they're young, especially our kids, you know. 
five, six is when they really start to understand, you know, love and a little bit more complex emotions and things like that. And so it's definitely teaching them now how to understand those things and what to look for. Just setting that example, I think is huge, you know. Uh, The next one here, third one here, letting your kids fail. Mm, This is... This is one that I firmly believe in. Like, I will never, ever stop my kid from from hurting themselves or failing. Like, you know, being mindful of of things, you know, making sure it's not too bad. But, you know, I I love seeing my, my daughters go through certain things and, you know, like they scrape their knee or... You know, they fall down, but they get back up and they, they learn from it. You know, they they remember, oh, I can't, you know, do this trick on the bike or whatever because I'm going to end up falling. Or, You know, they just learn their limits and, and you're able to see them, you know, learn their, their strengths and their weaknesses. And... Exactly. Exactly. And that's that's super important, you know. Because you, you have to let your kids fail. You can't just coddle them and protect them forever. And, you know, that's especially true with first-time parents, first kid. You don't want anything to happen to your baby. You don't want anything to go wrong. You want to be there for every cough, every sneeze, everything, every blink. And it's hard. Like, I remember when my daughter went to kindergarten, you know, or started going to preschool by herself uh, last year. You know, it was it was sad dropping her off. It was sad but then the kindergarten comes like oh my gosh you know now we're here you know i'll always cry on that first day of school i think for both of them because it's just you know there's so much behind it you know are they going to do okay are they going to learn are they going to struggle what's going to be hard but you have to let them you have to let them fail you have to let them learn those things and that's part of life we have to learn it they have to learn it you just have to be there for them for when they do fail to pick them up because sometimes you literally do have to pick them back up yep and that goes back to you know something we touched on um in another episode is you know just that unwavering support you know just you you have to be that support system because nobody else is going to do it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so yeah exactly and then the last one here are you doing a good enough job the classic Am I doing good enough as a parent? What you got here? Um, I, I'll admit, you know, I I am guilty of this. You know, I, I get very into my head and, you know, I just, I always wonder, you know, what could I be doing better for my kids that, you know, I'm not doing now? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, sometimes sometimes it gets, you know, you go down a dark path. And, you know, I know um, my partner struggled quite a bit after um, having our second child with a postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she just always felt like, you know, I could be doing more. And, you know, mind you, she just had a baby. She's all, yeah. you know, she's all weak from the, you know, the whole process. And yeah. she's up, you know, trying to clean the house, trying to, you know, and I'm like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like you don't, you're fine. You know, you're, you're not, yeah. you're not being lazy. You know what I mean? You're recovering. Yeah. So it's, it, it also speaks to men too. You know, men are always trying to do the best that they can for their kids. You know, 
give them things that they don't really need. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm guilty of that. So. No, oh, 100%. Same. I mean, I feel like as, you know, men, we want to give our kids and, you know, as parents in general, we want to give our kids the things that we didn't have and we want to be able to provide that for them. Is it always the best thing? Probably not. But, you know, that, that feeling of, you know, am I good enough? Am I doing a good enough job? You know, I just want, because there's so many like perspective videos out there, you know, where a kid is just like talking and telling their perspective about their parents and whatnot. It's like, that's not just that kid. That's your kid too. You know, your kid's proud of you. They might not say it because they just don't know how to express it. But, you know, our kids look at us with so much love and adoration. They forgive us quickly. They don't hold grudges. Because I personally believe like a lot of those things are taught. You know, you teach your kid how to hate. You teach them how to hold a grudge. Or you teach them how to forgive and be kind. And to have empathy and whatnot. And they're going to mimic those things. But like I was saying, they they genuinely see us. They hold us so high in their minds and in their hearts. They love us. They don't know how to always say it. They know how to say I love you too. But they don't always understand what that means. But they they are. They do, they do love us. So think about it from your kid's perspective. Always do the best job you can and whatnot because your best job is more than enough it is good enough as long as you are know you're doing your best all the time for your kids that is enough don't beat yourself up that goes for moms and dads alike so any any final thoughts uh yeah you know it's just you you've got to find balance you know this whole episode yeah. that's what this is about you know just it, it's there's no perfect you know there's no there's no standard to live up to you know there's that american dream or you know white picket fence and mm-hmm. you know that that's that's so outdated you know happiness looks so different now you know and it's it's really up to you you know whatever whatever makes you happy and makes your kids happy, you know, your situation is your situation. You don't have to look outward and, and compare yourself to your neighbor, you know, just to, to get a gauge of how happy you are. No, it's, it's, it's from within, you know, as long as you and your family are happy, who really cares what the rest of the world thinks. Exactly. And I'm going to end on this final thought. Um, I think my, my buddy Brig, he's going to be on the show next month. Uh, he's a co-host of Baseball Together podcast with Brad, who is on in episode eight. You guys can go back and find that, but he he really said it best. Like he he really summed up this whole, you know, parenting struggle. And he said, hardest part for me is similar to that feeling at the airport when you know you forgot something pretty important, but you can't put your finger on what it is. You tell yourself to shrug it off. You did your best, and let's be honest, things have been really hard. And anyway, who could blame you? who could blame you with what this and that and all the other things going on at the same time? Like who could blame you? But look, you managed this far well enough, right? But are you managing whatever? This isn't about me. This is about them, but you can't shake the feeling that you've left something out, something you think should be common knowledge, but nobody seems to know because when you venture into vulnerability, you find comfortable companionship with the rest of us winging it. And that makes you laugh for a small, glorious moment. But unlike at the airport, you just can't buy it when you get there. 
you've never had it, and so how could you have ever hoped to give it to your kids? But you still feel you should have known. You should have asked more or read more or paid closer attention. That feeling is the hardest for me. Close quote there. And we're going to take a, our last break. And we're going to come back and do a drunk spelling bee. Are you toward the end of this podcast and you're just wondering, man, I really want to support these guys. These guys are great. I just want to support them. How can I support them? The show is 100% free. We hope to always keep it 100% free. We try to give you guys great products and brands that we work with. One of the best ways that you can support this podcast, subscribe to us on YouTube at Young Dad Pod. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter at Young Dad Pod. Facebook, Ball Boy Media. Subscribe to the website, ballboymedia.com. Those are some of the best ways to support us. If you need any of those links to get to any of those places, the link tree is always in the show notes on every platform for you to quickly click over and to find us wherever you get your podcasts and wherever you get your social medias. Follow us there. Support us there. Share it with a friend. Those are the best ways that you can support us. And yeah, enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you, thank you to our live studio audience. How does this work? That's a great question. Aaron, so I sent you a website. It's in the show doc. As I introduce the game for us, get yourself ready. We're going to play Drunk Spelling Bee. However, we aren't drunk, except off juice boxes. Uh, so make sure you hit the box for the Spelling Bee, hit five. And what we're going to do is, is so you're going to give me a word. I'm going to attempt to spell it. And if I get it right, I get a point. If I don't get it right, you get the point. Simple enough? Simple enough. Let's do it. All right. Hit me with your first word. Okay. Your first word is impulse. Oh, please. I-M-P-U-L-S-E. Impulse. Correct. Of course. Come on. (laughs) Impulse. That's an easy one. All right. Your first word here is overhaul. Oh, buddy. O-V-E-R-H-A-U-L. Correct. All right, hit me with that second one. Buffer. Buffer. Can you use it in a sentence, please? I keep trying to watch an episode on Netflix, but all it does is buffer. Buffer. B-U-F-F-E-R. Buffer. Correct. Score. All right, your next one. Oh, this one's too easy for you. Filtration. Oh, filtration. So easy for you. <laughs> Not fair. F-I-L-T-R-A-T-I-O-N. Correct. Filtration. All right, hit me with the third one. This one's uh, this one's probably going to be your, your hardest one. It's going to be priestesses. Priestesses? Okay. Oh, I'm going to get this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gotten this one wrong, dude. It's, it's actually spelled... P R I before E I E T E S E S S. No, dang it! And you missed the S before the C, so the correct um, spelling is P R I E S T E S S. No, stupid. Um, I don't like spelling words. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore, but we're committed. 
Um, your third word is pointedly. Ooh, okay. Pointedly, pointedly. P O I N T E D. L Y. Dang it, you got it. Um, all right, give me my third one, my fourth one. Waddle. Oh, like Jalen. Like a Jalen Waddle. Yep, yep, Jalen Waddle. W A D D L E. Correct. Yes. Score. Um, your fourth one is read. Can you use it in a sentence? I would like to read a book. Oh, okay. Said R-E- my child. R E A D. Correct. All right. Hit me with my fifth one. I don't like this game. Devalue. What? Devalue. Devalue. D E D A L U E. There you go. Correct. Score. All right. Your last one here. <laughs> Terrorist. Oh my god. I don't uh, like the rules. T E R R O R I S T. Terrorist. Correct. There you go. Right. So you won that round since I can't spell priestesses. Um, all right. Let's do a sudden death. Change your number to three. And let's do that's fine. Main spelling B word list. All right. I'm going to get some points back now, baby. All right. Your first word is Basque. Can you use it in a sentence? I want to bask in the sunlight. B-A-S-K. Final answer? Mm. (laughs) You're wrong! Oh no. B A S Q U E. What? Oh, okay, yeah. I guess. Ah. I guess it makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. Come back. Okay, your first word is trellis. T R E L L I A S. Wrong. Dang. Trellis is T R E L L I S. Dang it. That's dumb. Spelling stupid. Um, the next word for you, occupied. The oh, bathroom is occupied. Occupied or occupy? Occupied. Okay, O-C-C-U-P-I-E-D. Correct. Yeah, All right, your, your next word is gratification. Oh my gosh, I hate it here. Gratification. Um, hold on. Um, hold on. Hold on. Uh, you know, a, a little segue in this segment. You know, I'm so happy you chose this because Lillian is getting ready to do a, hey, <laughs> a spelling hey. bee. So <laughs> this is so stressful. Gratification. G R A T I F I C A T I O N gratification that's right that's right brother good job i had to spell it out on the freaking doc and i was like i hope that's right i'm gonna write it out i'm not smart <laughs> all right your last word is please i swear if you make me use this in a sentence 
<coughs> Sorry about that. Divorced. <laughs> Can you use it in a sentence for me? I'm going to tell you, send you something made up so that you guys get divorced. D-I-V-O-R-C... Wait. D... Oh my god. I... D-I-V-O-R-I-C-E-D. I'm using another sentence. I am divorced <laughs> and happy. D-I-V-O-I-C-I-E-D. Yeah. Wrong. There's no second I. Oh. D-I-V-O-R-C-E-D. Div oh, okay. Ha! Got a point. Okay, do I have one more? You have one more. No! It all comes down to this one. No! Your word is Zizix. What? <laughs> What's Zizix? a Zizix? Um, Zizix. I, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> your last, cry. your last word is judiciary. What? That's worse. No, it's not. Judiciary. 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 No. Just Listeners, I'm, sound I'm not. Sound it up. You're fine. One step at a time. Come on. J U D I. C. Mm hmm. Ari. Um. Sherry. A R Y? Oh, you're so close. You missed the I after the C. <laughs> so the correct spelling is J U D I C I A R Y. Okay. Well, with that, the final score let me tally one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight to eight. Do we want to do a tiebreaker? Quick tiebreaker? Uh, yeah, one one word tiebreaker. All right, Very here we go. Oh. All right. Oh, guess... dude, they they bailed you out. <laughs> okay, thank goodness. We're gonna have to. We're probably gonna do one more. All right, do it again. Mine's a common word. All right. Common. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I don't even know how to say that word, but okay. Um, you're gonna, you're gonna go first. No, no. <laughs> Your word is pronouncement. P R O N O U C. Hold on, I went too fast. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Erase. Pronounce P R O U N C E M. You're getting worse. You're getting worse. No, no, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not supposed to be giving you hints. Pronounce meant. Yeah, that's not right. P R O N O U C E M E N T. Is that your final? Sure. 
You forgot the N after the U. Bro, no. Oh. What? No. Okay. Whatever. Alright. Good luck with yours. You jerk. Burgeoning. What? Burgeoning. How do you spell that? That's a good question. <laughs> I thought I could get you. Um, can you use it in a sentence? Because I've never even heard that word. Um, yeah, hold on. <laughs> Let me, uh, Go ahead and Google it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yep, well, you already know. That's what I'm doing. Um, what the... You know what? I'm going to go ahead and concede. I'm going to let Jewel have this one. Beginning to grow or increase rapidly. Flourishing. Manufacturers are eager to cash in on the burgeoning demand. Oh, man. <laughs> Let's just, just try. Please just try for the listener's sake. All right. Bur- burgeoning, right? Burgeoning. Burgeoning. Mm-hmm. B U R G E. O N I N G? No! How? I got it? How? Oh, let's go. I hate it here. All right, what did you learn today? How to spell burgeoning. Shut up. <laughs> learned that I'm not a good speller, but I already knew that. That's why I use Grammarly a lot. Life is all about balance, folks. Life is all about balance. And on that, make sure you hit us on our Instagram, our Twitter, Facebook, the website, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. Leave comments, YouTube, everywhere, on all social medias. We are at Young Dad Pod. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, we're there. We are celebrating this episode with 3,500 downloads so far. So thank you all so much for your support. We love it. We have over 100 reviews on Apple we have over 100 on Spotify, all five-star ratings. So thank you guys so much for your love and support. It means a ton. Make sure you head over to our link tree to check out our amazing partners of the show, the coldest, Everlast, and Dano Seasoning for some amazing deals to start the year. And Valentine's Day is right around the corner. You know what to do. You know the drill. Get them something you love. Save money while doing it. We got gotcha. you. Until next week, we will be back. We will have an amazing guest on our show next week. And we cannot wait to see you again. Until next time.